0: Christ is risen. Is risen Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. First, remember, and remember always when you hear anything from John's gospel, that this is a symbolic gospel. It's mystical It's filled with imagery, imagery upon imagery. It's rich in its Hebrew background of mysticism. It was never intended to be a biography of Jesus. They'd already been written, or books that at least tried to give some order to his life. John goes far beyond that. He's trying to tell who the living Christ was. And this is what he presents to us. So after the resurrection, we get this very odd story about Mary Magdalene. The tomb is empty. The body is gone. Uh, she meets a man who she believes to be the caretaker of the olive grove. And she asked him, you know, what have they done with the body? Jesus said to her, Mary. That's all it took. Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. By the way, that's actually in Aramaic, not in Hebrew, but will let it go. Now, she then did something which seems, just reading the story, most naturally she tried to give him a hug. This was someone she thought was dead. He's standing there. This is wonderful, but Jesus said, do not hold on to me. And that's the heart of the imagery. Do not hold on to me. Now, again, if you're looking at this as an historic event, it's sort of odd. Uh, Why? What does it mean? Uh, Why couldn't she? What's wrong here? If those are the questions you're asking, you're actually looking at the wrong part of the story. The story is written for the early church. You see, the early church, like Mary, wanted to hold on to Jesus. Mary did. I mean, of course she did. He had been her teacher, her friend. She was a supporter she may have been i'm watching faces here she may have been his wife now we do not have firm proof but she was there at the cross when everybody else ran away she was there on sunday morning which is a family thing it's very odd that this woman was included uh and she became a leader in the early church she even has a a later gospel that was written in her name. So she was an important woman. As to her exact relation with Jesus, we don't know. And it's one of those things that you can puzzle about and bring up at Easter dinners for the next 25 years. But again, the early church had that same sense of loss. And they wanted, we can see they would, to hold on to the Jesus they knew Remember the time when Jesus did this. Remember when he told us the story about the man going up from Jerusalem or going up from Jericho up to Jerusalem. Remember when he said, blessed are the poor. Remember all these things. They were sitting around and having a wonderful time holding on to Jesus. Jesus walking on the hills of Galilee. Jesus their friend. Jesus their rabbi. Jesus their teacher. And it was wonderful. And what John is saying, we've got to move beyond it, folks. We can't hold on to that Jesus, because what we want to hold on to is the living Christ. In other words, put very bluntly, the resurrection is not the story of a resuscitated corpse. The resurrection is not the story of a resuscitated corpse. I mean, that's interesting, you know, if you take it that way. You know, 2,000 years ago, a Jewish man was killed by the Romans and he came back sort of as a zombie after he died. And we can all say, that's interesting, absolutely interesting, wonderful, magnificent, shows the power of God. But what does it have to do with you and me? That's 2,000 years ago, my friends. And John was saying, it has to do with you and me because it was the releasing of Christ's power into our lives, into our hearts. Love does not die. Love is not overcome. Justice is ultimately victorious. This is the reality that you live with. This is what it's all about. This is what our lives should be all about. You know, when you look back on the early resurrection stories, the earliest one was not John, certainly. It's about A.D. 70, nor was it uh, Mark about 20 years earlier. The earliest Easter resurrection story very different from any of these, was written by somebody who saw it, and that was Paul. Going along the road to Damascus, bright light falls down, Jesus appears and said, your life is mucked up, go a different direction. And his life was transformed, and he went a different direction. And actually, if you go back and read all the Easter stories, they're all like this. They're visions of a Jesus who is is not human in the full sense of the word. He appears, he disappears, he's there, he isn't there, but they are Visions, understanding, meetings with Jesus that were so powerful, so absolutely fundamentally transforming that they changed lives, they changed the history of the world. The early church was told, don't just go around talking about Jesus, the good old boy up on the hills of Galilee. Go around talking about the Christ who's in your heart, in your lives, in the world around you, active and creative right now. Don't hold on to the past. We're going this way. This is one of the concerns I have about people who say, well, Christianity is all about the Bible. You know, you just have to read what's in here and then you know what it's about. I love the Bible. I spent most of my adult life doing Bible study. I, I believe it it's a wonderful book. But what they're basically saying is they don't need the resurrection. Yeah, Jesus we have all the teachings of Jesus right here, and we can just read them and do them. We out and love people. There we got the message. And what John is trying to say is, no, no, the resurrection is much more than that. It is the fact that the living Christ is in us now, moving us into the future. It's not about reading things in the past and saying, aren't they wonderful? Aren't they inspiring? You know, Chicken soup for the soul, this is really nice. No, it's about power, it's about love, it's about justice. It's about what we as a community, as the people of Christ, united with Christ in the meal we have, are able to and can do and this this is the excitement this is the vibrancy this is what we don't just get saying well you know jesus said this and jesus said that yeah he did but so what we're living that so the question becomes all right where do we meet this living christ mary had a sense of christ's presence standing by the tomb but what what about us where does it occur Well, let's follow what Jesus said and said, I am leaving the Holy Spirit with you. John says that. All the Gospels do, actually. When I have gone, the spirit that's in me, the spirit that's alive in the world, the spirit that creates, the spirit that has created and is creating and continues to create, that spirit is now in you. Find it. Now, I say that with caution because people hear that and immediately the first thought that pops into their mind, no matter how silly they go out and do it, and you hear all these stories on the news, well... Jesus told me to jump off the building. You know, I shouldn't maybe have done that, but that's what I thought. So we do this cautiously, but we can do it with wise caution if we say that anywhere there is self-giving, self-sacrificing, inclusive love, anywhere where there is self-giving, self-sacrificing, inclusive love taking place in the world, in people, in communities, in movements, anywhere where that is going on, somewhere in there, my friends, is the Spirit of the living Christ. So, what we have to do then is to attach ourselves to those people, attach ourselves to those movements, attach ourselves to those things, let them open us up to our own possibility of self sacrifice, of giving, of including. And then suddenly, you see, we're, we're changed. We're on a different level, and we connect our values to that. It encourages us to become the people that Christ has meant us to be. You know, being successful in the world does not mean to have a lot of money. Being powerful or liked or prominent in the world does not mean getting likes on Facebook. Unfortunately, in looking at the suicide of young people, that has risen exactly with that, because that's what people want. I've got to be popular. That's what it's about. If I can be popular, if I can get 25 likes for my dinner last night, you know, my life is full, (laughs) And John is saying, no, 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 that's that's not. It's connecting yourself with the spirit of the living Christ in your life right now. Moving beyond where we have been. Beyond our own avarice. Beyond our own selfishness. Beyond our own exclusion. Moving ourselves beyond where we're comfortable. Well, I've always done things this way, and I think this is... No, no, where is love? Where is it active? Where is justice? Where is it happening? That's where you put yourself. And when you're there, and open yourself to doing that, then finally you understand, yeah. Jesus could walk toward the cross and say, boy, this isn't where I wanted to go. God is with me. There is a power here greater than I am directing my life, directing the life of a loving, inclusive community around us. And when we understand that, then we've let the thoughts of the old Jesus go. We, we remember what he said, we're happy, we talk about his words and his works every week, but we know that they're they're simply to project us into our future with a Christ who is arrive, alive. For Christ has risen. He risen Amen. And that is why